Let's go, I'm a dog with a slur. I saw you, it ended in a blur. Spring break, baby, let's go. Spring break, baby, let's go. You know what that comes with? High school seniors, yeah, we going to the beach. We meeting some bombastic baddies. We're going great. Well, wait, no, we're we're not meeting some bombastic baddies. To um, <laughs> to my girlfriend who's watching this <laughs> right now. Caleb's not. Hello, single ladies. <laughs> yeah, Emery's all free, but you know it's spring break, so I had to come in with the short shorts. I'm out here with practically spandex on. You know, I got my little V neck. Let uh, me tell you though. What? Ain't nobody want to see your thighs. Hey, tuh, 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 to the YouTubers out there, uh, check me out. Yes, sir. Uh, sit down, bro. Yes, sir. Sit down. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Well, um, before we get into things today, man, you guys may have noticed that this episode is coming out over a week later than when it was supposed to come out because we try to do a weekly episode. Sometimes we do two in a week, but you try to at least go week by week. And to those who are true listeners, true followers of the show, uh, whatever, uh, they would have noticed that this comes out more than seven days after the last episode. And that's because, boy, Emery and I, we bombed. We gagged an episode. Now, y'all know we made that promise. We're not going to put the episode out there if it's poop. Yeah. And to us, we've been putting out bangers 16 in a row until that episode 16.5, which you guys will never see. So maybe you'll see, but uh, we decided after recording that episode, like for like an hour, an hour, 30 minutes, uh, it was not it. I mean, look, it was not it. We have somewhere in between 30 and 40 hours of us on the Internet to not bomb in that amount of time of talking. uh, (laughs) I mean, there's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. You sleep for, what, eight of it? You're eating, you're doing stuff. Like, you don't spend all 24 hours of the day talking. We have multiple 24-hour days of us talking on the internet. Yeah, do you think <laughs> the undisputed goat, Michael Jordan, ever missed a shot? I'm saying. Oh, you're saying? Well, wait, no. <laughs> MJ missed a shot. He's saying. He's not the undisputed yeah. goat, but that's... Okay, we're, got you slipping there. We don't talk about sports often enough on the show, but... um, Got you slipping. Yeah, so... Uh, your boy Emery and I bombed uh, episode sixteen point five. We talked about a few things. We talked about um, Megan Mer- Mark, Megan Markle. Markle anal swabbing. Yeah, so yeah, we all, yeah the Chinese government maybe, anal, anal swabbing. Maybe US from all those um, diplomats, those topics, you realize why we didn't put it out there. Yeah, and the chicken fighting. Yeah, the chicken. Yeah, so, a a man died uh, in a cockfight. Let's not um, get this episode <laughs> bombed. This episode as well. So right, let's and, move past that. Yeah, it was just a. It was a, a result of like just not enough planning and just both of. I mean, we we are school kids too. We're tired and I mean sometimes it's just it's difficult, man. So, I mean, yeah. But now it's time gonna, to improve upon that. We're gonna get back get back into it because uh, y'all been showing this um guest episodes love. Yeah. But uh, the core of the enlightened brothers, not to not to shade on any of our guests, yeah. But is the enlightened brothers. Let's get back me? to the basics, man. Let's yeah. get back to the basics. So uh, we gonna hit y'all with episode number. My bad, my bad. Oh, we gonna hit y'all with episode number seventeen, 17 baby. Let's, Let's get go. it. Man, Woo! I just want to get as many episodes out. Before- <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep that out. Um, today All we are right, recording. I'm putting uh, this away. I need to be more expressive. 
today, today we are recording on March 14th, which is, you know, probably, mm, it's one of my top 10 favorite days. Uh, my birthday's cool. December's cool. I mean, uh, December 25th is cool Christmas. Um, a few other days are cool. But this is definitely up there, probably top five. It is yeah. International Pie Day. Um, you know, I don't want to expose myself. <laughs> Actually, I probably shouldn't expose myself. But um, in a lot of my documents are the number 314. Well, when I'm just doodling on paper, I write the right. number 314. Um, 314 is just a big day for me. And for the most part, it's because of one of the greatest constants of all time is pi. So... Anybody who's listening that's gone through or is now going through grade school and stuff like that pretty much knows what pi is. But specifically, it's the ratio of a circle's circumference to its diameter. And uh, that one episode that we had with Taylor Lawrence, our first, first guest episode, we had a debate. What's the best pie? Oh, I didn't even think about that. We should have probably uh, done that on this day. Yeah, we should have probably. But, um, you know, I don't know about that number, mumbo-jumbo, but it definitely is a... Uh, Apple pie. Uh, well, yeah, I, I agree with apple pie, but I mean, just I'm switching up because last time I said you uh, said chicken pot pie, chicken pot pie. But but I was tweaking. I was off the. I, I was off a of bean. I'm saying, but it's one of the most like powerful numbers we've ever donned. I mean, with with pie, we can calculate the circum the the distance around the Earth at a in like an instant sense not because i mean you know the size of the earth is changing with tidal waves and stuff like that but generally if we take the cross section of earth and we know the diameter we can get i mean the pi is we're able to conquer such great surfaces and i mean pi is in in all, almost all of the geometric all, all um, excuse me i'm stuttering almost all of the geometric functions and equations that we have like einstein's theory of relativity it's in there you see how, how it pop far up everywhere. can you say pi oh how, i don't love it that you... i don't love it that much okay. i feel like i mean i have the number and i am a geek but i um i'm a newly found geek so like i didn't take the time in my younger days to do things like memorize pi to so so you're what you're saying is you're a faux pi lover no, 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 no. Because I mean, prove it. I, I love math, like the. Uh, no, prove it. I only know three point one four one five nine. That's all I know too. Um, but I mean, maybe one day if I'm bored. But I don't get bored often. But another thing about three fourteen, it's the connection of my favorite element on the uh, periodic table. Um, silicon is a uh, period fourteen. Or sorry, uh, period three, group fourteen, and uh, silicon is. Could be the substrate that I upload my consciousness to in uh, oh. the future. So yeah, three fourteen is just a it's just a big day for me, man. Interesting. Man. That that and May the fourth, my favorite days, really, other than holidays and my birthday. Um, favorite days. Mine would probably have to be Ooh. every day. Hold on, real because, quick. Because you know, real quick before uh, you before you go into <laughs> oh uh, you're about to say something philosophical. Go ahead, go. My bad. I didn't want to steal your thunder. Go ahead. I have nothing to say now. Uh, well, <laughs> as I was editing episode 16, I heard myself chomping at gum during the show. And it's been a rule for me to not chew gum while doing a podcast. So I'm going to get up right now and spit out this gum. Um, you can open it. Uh, oh, I didn't, we didn't address this, but we're going to do a, yet another no-cut challenge. So um, downtime while Caleb's not here. How's your day going? I'm giving you guys some time to respond. 
Oh, it's going great. Nice. Your boy uh, is back. Yeah. Hey, 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 I'm having a conversation with him. Uh, my my day's going splendid. How's your day, Caleb? Uh, so it's going pretty well. I mean, yeah. I woke up. Uh, my brother going crazy. I watched some Young Justice. Uh-huh. Did a little bit of research. A really chill day before I, because um, I plan to go, even though it's spring break and you may do a few things fun, I do plan on doing some heavy research this break, so. Yeah. You know, I was just doing a little cool down, chilling before I get back into business. Cool, cool, cool. And Light and Family, what what are y'all's uh, plans for spring break? Calm oh, jet skiing. <laughs> jet skiing. Oh, that's cool. That jet was like, skiing. I think that was Samantha Sammy said that yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but uh, the rest hey. of you guys, we're going to, let's do an early secret message this episode. Yeah, like Caleb said before, comment down below your plans for spring break. Right, so Let this is know. the secret message. Go down, so it's, it's, it can be anything, but right now, go down and comment what you're doing for spring break, mm. spring break, man. And this is early into the episode, so we better see a lot of comments. Oh, yeah. A lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. All but right, man. Let's get into it. Too many, too many things. Let's go, let's get into the, the muck of our episode. Um, so, to start off, we, hey, for starters, we have an action-packed, okay, to make up for the, the disgusting episode 16.5. We came in with an episode 17 full of fun and glory. Right. So to start off, um, we're going to go pretty deep into this. Um, NFTs, which are specifically non-fungible tokens. Um, so I can describe this, but uh, do you have any working knowledge of NFTs yet? Or All I know is this is about to change. Like What I can say about it yeah. from a basic standpoint is this is about to change how online, like digital items are being sold. Because this is basically is going to embody cryptocurrency. Yes, it's going to change how um, online online exchanges function and the materiality of like this is like changing currency. Absolutely, it's so crazy. It's a means of monetizing digital goods. So I'm just going to go verbatim right here. Is uh, it's basically. You're able to verify an asset using blockchain technology. Blockchain is the transition tracking and verifying uh, methods used by cryptocurrency, pretty much. And um, these NFTs transfer data and values on the blockchain. And their, their existence on this blockchain basically is what pushes them up to being cryptocurrency, gives them the properties of cryptocurrency. And the hash which is basically like a fingerprint. Um, and this is all code. So, I mean, you can think of it as a token. People are now mailing out physical tokens as like a, give them a physical prize, basically. But this is all code. This is all internet stuff, computerized. But basically, within the code, you're able to store permanent info of the transition uh-huh. as well as the previous owner. So this is what gives it the chain. The chain, uh, basically, is like, yeah, you, you, so you're, it's proof of existence because anybody can say, oh, I just own the rights to this or something like right. this. So the, the actual um, NFT is um, what gives you the proof. But to understand what an NFT is, non-fungible token, you first need to understand what fungible is. So fungible is basically synonymous to interchangeable. Right. So if something is fungible, you could some uh, a good that is fungible is like a movie ticket, Okay. A movie ticket is you can exchange that for eleven seventy five at your nearest uh, movie theater, basically. Mm-hmm. But an NFT is non fungible, so you can't just exchange it for cash or something easy. It's yeah. it's not exchangeable at all. You just you have it. This is the stamp, basically. To kind of like put it into perspective, recently 
there uh, there was an art piece that was sold for around sixty nine million dollars. Right. So, the, so like, oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but to be specific, the artist Beeble, which is a weird name, but he sold his um, the NFT of his every days the first five thousand days. Um, it was an art piece. I don't know. Was it physical or digital? I'm pretty sure it's it a digital, digital art. Yeah, a digital art, and um, it sold for sixty nine point three million. Another thing that is being auctioned right now, Jack Dorsey is auctioning the NFT of his first tweet. Um, and the highest bid right now is $2.5 million. Yeah, so, like, say somebody had a physical, the original physical painting for A Starry Night. Yeah. And that was, like, the original. That was legitimate without uh, without a doubt. But somebody else comes around and says that, no, they're the ones that actually has the le- legitimate piece. Right. Um. So if there's no, like, art artist, what's uh, an appraiser that's going to, like, actually come uh see like check if that piece is legitimate mm-hmm. the nft like caleb was saying with the assets and like the digital codes and tracking yeah that's actually going to there's going to like be no way of disputing it Absolutely. because it's going to be registered to your name so like and it's on it's online so right. like nobody can claim that it's yours so yeah and like or to re- right to reiterate it, this NFT is a granting of digital ownership. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into the digital world in a second. But the three best things about NFTs, they're good for programmability. So they're they're malleable. Through these NFTs, you can set up smart contracts. So let's say um, I have an NFT. I make some digital artwork, and I, 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 I create the token, and then I sell it to you for $2 million. But along with that selling, I say... Whenever you sell it, I'm going to take 10% of your funds. And now every sold, every selling down the line of that N- NFT, the original owner, as, I, as the original owner, I will take 10% of every single transaction. Now, that is insane because it keeps – because the worst part about owning, like, valuable things, like being a valuable uh, – owning a piece of valuable art, right – is you sell it and then you have to watch it the value just go up and up that mm-hmm. has to hurt yeah. so to counteract that you said no 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 i'm going to take 10% of every single transaction right. so now i mean your money is just continually to g- going up um so yeah and then another idea which i don't know if this is confirmed yet but this is just to me it seems like you might be able to make a profit off of its digital usage if you own the nft to uh uh, like one of Kanye's albums, if uh, when he's gone or something like mm-hmm. that, people continue to listen to Kanye's albums. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can profit off of this digital usage. And then the last thing, it's um, you need to. We need to understand that they really only have value deemed by us, pretty much. Yeah. As, as does money, all as well. art, right, or anything that's going to be sold by these NFTs, right. And uh, this also prevents. Like in the case of art, of people claiming things for their to be their own, because you see mm-hmm. a lot of times people sharing art around the internet, but you see no watermark on it. So like the original artist never gets credit for their work, but um, if it's being sold by NFTs, then it can be easily tracked to who the original artist or painter was, however you want to call it. Exactly. Oh, man, so this is going to be really interesting, though. So eventually. We're going to have a world patterned by 
digital things. We have IoT, Internet of Things, coming up where every single piece of material you see in the future will be connected to the Internet in some form or fashion. And we're going to have virtual reality and augmented reality and things like that. Mm -hmm. So NFTs being like the, the ability to own something digitally that sounds like something that sounds kind of crazy. Like I know that somebody digitally owns the Eiffel tower, right? What if in a virtual world or something now they are the true owner of the Eiffel tower or something like that? Is this, Hmm. This could be harmful in a way because the increased privatization of all of these like things that are usually just for everyone to consume. Mm -hmm is going to limit where they where they can be applied because wouldn't you need like um wouldn't you need like I don't know the term for it but like a type of permission to like use the Eiffel Tower in your certain Oh yeah stuff like exactly that. that's what I'm saying. So right prof- being able to profit off of digital usage if somebody gains digital ownership of something what if if there's a way for them to restrict others from using this thing digitally that may be a real problem. Mm-hmm. And that person's going to get real rich, <laughs> real fast. And let's think of the degree it's going to be used. It's going to be used on everything you buy online. Yeah. So in a future where techni- technology and everything is practically all digital, you're going to be very limited on what you can actually claim to be yours. Right. So there need to be some laws or legis- whatever policy set in place to prevent that kind of thing well, from happening. Yeah, here's the thing is, the, the the crazy thing to me is that all this money movement happening outside of the general sphere, of, I mean, it's not functioned through American dollars. Mm-hmm. What can the U.S. government actually do other than shutting off the grid to stop these things, to, to stop Nothing. things like this? Because it's literally cryptocurrency. Like, they have no, I mean, unless you believe in deep state, they have no impact on the functionality of cryptocurrency in any way is crazy. And that is precisely why Deep State exists. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Because ain't no government letting a money opportunity like this pass them by. Because if you're the one g- gaining control of this entire system, yeah. who's stopping you? Right. And I mean, a government w- wants to have control and to have all of this money going around. See, see, this is the problem. Deep world, excuse me. Deep continent. If... Bitcoin too, because we haven't talked about Bitcoin before. But if things like this become ubiquitous, because like still right now they are still based off the U.S. dollar in some way. Mm-hmm. But if people start transferring things Bitcoin by Bitcoin, hey now, what if you don't rely on the U.S. dollar at all? That's hmm. tough. That's tough because then that money no longer goes back in to the system. It's not something you can tax. Yeah. Right. Um. Oh man, that's that's really interesting. That's really interesting. But like, I want to go into these contracts, man. Like, what are what are the, some of the craziest contracts that you can think of? Like, say you're an artist, and yeah, remember when we talked about uh, Kanye wanting all his um the rights to the his, masters, like, yeah, yeah, masters, um, his master records, the mm-hmm. rights to all of those back. Yeah, it'll be some like a little something like this, right? I mean, what if what if you NFT? Your own, yeah, you make a non-fungible token of one of your art pieces, right? And I'm I'm willing to invest, like, crazily into this. Like, I, I just, I'm trying to think. Like, can this suppress, like, an artist in general? Like, what if I buy something from you and I say, okay, 
once I buy the rights from you, you can never like, like, yeah, say you're willing to buy something at such a huge price and then, okay, you can never draw again or something like that. That what like, like what, what if I say I'll buy this from you for like 75 billion. I, I make this worth so much, mm-hmm. but then I like restrict you from painting again. Like, in that con- in your contract? Yeah. Like these smart contracts, these could be a big deal too. That is true. And I mean, the power to take percent a percentage of the trickle down—that's a big thing as well. That that's tough. That's tough because people who sell art now, they get the money and then it's done. It's, there's no you you don't concern that with yourself anymore. So, in my eyes, this digital art being worth so much is stupid. Oh, I agree. Because um, regardless, like that. That Giebel, is that his name? Beeble. Beeble. <laughs> uh, Beeble, he sold that art piece for $69.3 million. $69. million. Yeah. And let me go on his website, take a screen capture, crop <laughs> it, use it as my wallpaper. Right, that's the thing. And, like, the, the layman will not give two craps about who has the actual rights to this. So how are you going to restrict it being shared used and altered in any ways that like sustains how much it is actually worth because it's the digital age people are going to do whatever they want to it i'll stick it in photoshop i'll i could add my watermark people who do not know of this sale will think that it's from me i mean like what's the what's the point you know what it's authenticity it's it's our our like in our society today it's our strict our strict reliance mm-hmm. on authenticity, right? So Jordans. If somebody's wearing a fake pair of Jordans and you, another person knows about it, they get roasted for it. And like even in the even within the realms of the higher ups, if they have a real piece of art, everybody's around talk around them with googly eyes. And we know rich people buy things just to flex on other rich people anyway. But like so, it, it's it's our attachment to authenticity. So like. Like, let's say we have Jordans, right? If everything in the future is digital and we have IoT and stuff like that. Yeah. Let's say let's say um, there's a new pair of Jordans that come out. But every single one is NFT'd, okay? So, um, patient zero, I guess. So like, the first shoe created has a serial number of 0001 or something like that. And then all of the ones created down the line. And the value goes up as they are created, right? Mm-hmm. But... Now, if you don't have a pair of Jordans with that is NFT'd or that's authentic, for some reason we care about what other people think. So it's going to make us go mad. Now we're going to want to have these new valuables. I also think I was thinking about it from like the wrong perspective, uh-huh. the profitability, because, you know, depending on the contract, all rights to that piece can belong to you. So you can use it wherever you want. Right. So like, I don't know what exactly what the art piece was or whatever it looked like, but they oh, you want to look that. at it right they now? Could, yeah, sure. They could use that in advertising prints. They can put that on poster boards, billboards. They could take pieces of it and like use it for whatever they want. It's a great marketing, depending on what it is. But honestly, what did this not look the- like? For sixty nine point three million, you're gonna see and you're I'm, gonna you're gonna a see rich it person. and it's gonna drive you crazy. It's a rich person. I know they want to spend sixty nine point three just idiotically like that. I don't know how much actual art pieces are even sold for. 
So I'm not even sure if they're that. Maybe they exceed. This that is persona. this is the a piece of the picture. It's a collection of all his art that he's ever done. All the NFT art that he has. Just go ahead, buy the man. What the hell? <laughs> I'm saying, um, <laughs> buy the dude, buy like, Beeble. Some of these digital art, like some some of these things, are crazy. Yeah. And I, I should probably place some on the screen. I, I'm having Emery look at them right now. But these things are going for millions of dollars. This I've is the seen next his up. art online. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Dang, I need to get buy a 3D renderer and. Wait. So what? A 3D renderer? What do you mean? Explain. Online. Like uh, like an application. Like there's this thing called Cinema 4D. I used to use mm -hmm. back in my pursuit of my Minecraft YouTuber days. Yeah. And you just it's like 3D modeling on your computer. Oh, that's what so they that's do. What, that's like, how they're able to make this art. Yeah. Maybe use Blender or something. It's just like different animation tools. Oh man. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I don't know the extent uh, of this, but I already I've been saying this for a long time. Humanity is in. The next topic we're going to go into is going to only supplement this. But humanity is about to face a huge paradigm shift. A huge paradigm shift. Huh. With the advent of technology, with the advent of computerizing everything and everything that we see, we're, is it, we're just going to be living a different world. It's not going to be in the classic function that we have today. It, you watched that one episode of South Park where uh, Cartman is like trapped in his vr well not no, trapped, seen it. not trapped in his vr but he becomes so obsessed with that alternate reality yeah that'd be <laughs> all right let me not go into specifics because it's yeah. south park yeah well that man <laughs> just gets lost and you know cartman's already a, a big guy but right he starts blubbering out oh man <laughs> i mean you know what though and i was thinking about this uh when i on my drive um, to, uh, to our recording site. Um, and as humanity has progressed, because remember last episode where I said we would see the line between leisure and work start to meet and change. Mm -hmm. Right now, we still, have, we still put work over leisure. I agree. Our lives function through work. But I was talking about this, this trend towards leisure like it started, like it's starting now. Yeah. Heck no, the the strive for leisure has been has has an expanse over the entire history of human human history. That's what technology is. Yes. Tools right. to make human living easier for humanity. Exactly. I mean, back in the uh, caveman slash um yeah back in the caveman days or. Uh, I guess the early days of living in tents and hunting hunter gatherer days, mm -hmm. it was all work. It was all work, and their leisure was, I guess, the, the people making the bead necklaces or and stuff like that. Like it was all work. You're constantly working. When we colonize Mars one day, we're constantly working. Mm -hmm. Then we uh, time goes on in warring and stuff like that, but it's still constantly work. You have everybody has a job from the king down to the blacksmith. Then you keep going. We have the industrial revolution. We have people still working, 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 but now it's factories. It's supplemented. The only common form of leisure since the beginning of man is sleep. Right, That's right. It. That's the the, the only uh, constant. constant. You mean constant yeah. form of leisure, My right? Bad. And then, then we're entering the information age, the computer age. Yep. People, jobs are beginning to decrease. Now we now know that other jobs will come forth. I believe they'll definitely be centered around space travel. 
um, and like energy and building up cities, building new cities is going to be a big thing too. Um, but leisure continues to move up. A part of this leisure, virtual immersion, I believe will be the ultimate form of leisure. If you're able to create, now it's, so here's the thing. Will you be able to create your own reality? Or are there like a hundred different ones you can choose from, like picking a TV show or something like that? But either way, living in like another life that you can create, that, I mean, a whole bunch of people are sad where their lives have end up, ended up uh, getting another shot. That's insane. All right. Well, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Because I say it all the time. People aren't fortune tellers. You don't know how you're destiny your future may pan out yeah so people who are living in a now that is not up to par with where they would want it to be and they have no sort of actual sense of how their future are is going to be would like to create a future of their own yeah and this uh, virtual reality all of this it appeals to these people the most because, you know, it's just an es escape. It or, is. But, like, hmm. I feel like, like everything's going to change with the uh, virtual reality. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't think actual therapists are going to exist anymore. Mm. Maybe you're going to be able to augment a reality where you feel comfortable. Like, you're, you're like, safe space. Okay. And, like, you just go to that. Right. You can talk to a... a an AI that knows exactly how the mind functions right. and what would like get you to improve. Mm -hmm. So like, these are all of the things like I want to get into like job loss, but that's going to like take away right. from like uh, like general occupations that humans have. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this, but like virtual reality is so expansive. I know. I, I get what you're saying. And to your first point. So yes, it would be an escape, but uh, the contrarian to that point would be it is more of an elevation. Oh, now, I'm not saying I'm oh, just I'm saying for these people. Oh, yeah, no, I to. I agree. And because a lot of people are going to view this as, well, this is just making life easy for everyone. This is taking away from the things that make life life. Um having to go through struggles and stuff like that. And you know what? I believe that there still will be struggles. I mean, because you, you know, you've already agreed that you'll never reach perfection. But this is a t this taking away from a lot of the struggles that we've seen now. But, I mean, like I said, as we go towards leisure, our whole human history, we've just been knocking off struggles. We just not nobody dealing with measles anymore. We're just knocking off struggles mm -hmm. decade by decade by century. Like, so... One may say, like, why must we deal with these animalistic, uh, like, emotions and stuff like that? And, I mean, animalistic is harsh, but it all, a lot of the things that hold us back derive, like we said, everybody wants to be the king of the jungle, stuff like that, derives from our animal cells. And a lot of humans on the forefront of this just want to elevate us to newer heights. And, and... The real trend we're starting to see is hacking. It's hacking biology. Um, a guy that I was listening to um, the other day calls it hacking Darwinism or hacking Darwin. Um, but it, it's really just a hack. It's hacking our like our original, our original biological stature 
elevating ourselves to something completely we um, something completely different. So going back to episode five, because this episode is a lot like episode five. Um, Emery's talking about this, uh, uh, um, talked about this making us less human. And I said it doesn't make us less human, but I have changed my perspective on it a little bit. And I mean, this debate goes away immediately when when somebody says, well, that just depends on what you define as human. Okay, well then, duh, right. Then the debate doesn't matter. But at the same time, it is some, it's, it's going to be definitely some transhumanism if you say if you define that the human is meat and blood water circulating carbon based um entity has to deal with all of these emotions and hardships and stuff like that yes we're reaching a time where we become transhuman i don't think that can throw away the argument completely because like you said somebody would say it determines what you believe is human yeah but i feel like everybody on earth has we're on a general consensus, but we're not. Right. And that's the only way the earth can function because we always say that everybody has their different thoughts and opinions regarding whatever it may, you may have. Mm-hmm. But, like, we, we're all it's, – it's like a equitable balance between us in our, in our opinions of, like – what existence is no you know what i actually you know what? that that's a great point i absolutely agree because whether i disagree from you or i disagree from any of the viewers if i'm just walking down on the street down the street and a viewer sees me they look at me and they we both and we meet we meet eyes mutually something agreements. happens that says we're both human yeah regardless if i say that humans are um just like this chain of evolution and even if we evolve we still have our consciousness from before we're still human or somebody says that a human is somebody that knows how to love regardless of what the this language that we created may say because a big thing in in my scientific research that i've seen is that language messes up our it 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 enhances but also holds us back from our understanding of the universe like the fact that we have language our words don't exactly describe our experience. I believe math describes it better than our words. Um, but, I mean, it, it truly does. But, like, something happens when we meet eyes. Both of us understand that we're human. If I walk down the street and I see Martian Manhunter for some reason, he's not going to be human. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be human. Even if you see, like, a person's face, like, say they got attacked by a bear and it's completely mangled. You yeah. can't even see their eyes, their ears, their eyebrows, their hair, whatever. Right. You would still understand, dang, that used to be a human. Right. Even even with dead people, you understand. There's still that sense of understanding of humanity because mm-hmm. humanity exists in both life and death. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that could be used to throw away that argument. It can be used to perceive it in different ways, but not completely extinguish yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Ex- yeah, that's a good point. It may not extinguish the argument, but it definitely hinders it in some way. Because if somebody just com- uh, comes forth and says, "Well," because if consciousness, if the equation for consciousness is solved, right? If we figure out what consciousness is truly, then we can say, "Okay, a human is that. Mm-hmm. A human is that." Also, somebody that tries to elevate themselves further and further, right? So, eventually, that form of consciousness will be placed in 
uh, the computer or whatever, whether it's computer that whether because there's two different types of superhumans that we may may become right. the computerized version or the still biological version. Kind of. It is the biological version that we're going to talk about next. So would you like to get into that? One like closing point on the VR sure. and just like the world in general. Yeah. A perfect utopia, a utopia, utopia, <laughs> a perfect utopia can never be achieved. Oh, hold up. Stop. Even, sorry, 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 sorry. I don't want to cut you off. It is the time right now is 314 on 314. <laughs> that is wild. Pie. That is wild. Happy Pie Day. Happy Pie Day. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, A perfect utopia. Ut- I said it again. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> a perfect utopia uh-huh. can never be achieved, whether it's on a virtual reality or our basic reality, because all creation is created by us humans, who we know are imperfect beings. Even if we create AI, mm-hmm. those emulate our traits. They can go above and beyond, but there's still still going to have that essential construct with this, which is imperfect beings. So unless they are b- born from a perfect you know, like a perfect understanding of everything, which they aren't. They cannot perfectly uh, understand everything. Mm-hmm. So even in a reality world, a virtual reality world, where everything is make-believe, ah. it can't be It can't be perfect. Said like a true human. Um, well, two things. One thing is you could call it make-believe, but this is... Oh, I don't want to keep saying this, but this is still all from the stipulation of of uh, physicalism that we are all our consciousness, right? Um, so assuming this, assuming the virtual immersion is real, if this is real, um, and if it if it can poke and prod our own consciousness the same way this reality that we're living in right now does, I wouldn't I wouldn't even call it make believe. I would still say we're just existing. Our consciousness still exists between. Um, a computerized silica substrate and a biological our earth um earth reality. I only think that can be said if there were an actual tangible connection between the two. Like if you can get a box from this virtual reality oh, and bring, and it, bring here? it in here, then that would make sense to me. But I mean the connection is we bring this consciousness into that one though. Yes. You're, so you're saying unless you can bring this something from there back, then but that, yeah, that makes it, but it yeah, but wouldn't that be the same as playing a video game and remembering everything in your day to day job? Ooh, say that again. You said like it's bringing your consciousness kind of yeah. like over back to the real world. Right. But um, wouldn't that just be the same as immersing yourself into a video game, a completely yeah. world that's separate from our own and just like. Playing those memories back in your day to day. Oh, I'm well. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, then you're kind of proving my side a little bit. Is those memories? If you if you deem the memory a function of that reality, maybe bringing back those. We have to understand what memories are too. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe those memories are information brought from the other reality. So that that that's a possibility as well. And then also, yes. Um, I don't think perfection is ever. Um, something that will really achieve um, because that's just how our universe is ordered. Uh, my my newest passion in physics is the holographic universe theory that I'll be talking about soon. And it's 
based off of information, but really it's based off of um, fun- uh, fundamentally it's based off of entropy. We you know mm-hmm. we've got our it's based off of inf- information, but we've got we got our understanding from entropy. Um, and quick question, quick yeah. question: Is the existence of the universe finite to you? What do you believe? I think, I think it. Mm. Because my point is, if the existence of the universe is finite, then that makes it inherently inherently imperfect, and it will never be perfect because time will be able to dwindle it down. Yeah. You know, I don't know, because scientifically, we have no proof that our universe, the universe that we are in right now, is in a finite sphere, or if it stretches infinitely. Mm -hmm. And I can't make a judgment just because as a human, unfortunately, as this meat sack, my brain does not work well enough to to be able to comprehend we can't comprehend infinity anyway. So to be able to comprehend a universe that is infinitely going, I don't know. Now, if you talk about a universe that is infinitely growing, that is a possibility because I 100% believe in the multiverse hypothesis. I do believe that we exist in a multiverse, whether it is an infinite universe with the bubbles, like I talked about in episode 15, the inflationary Swiss cheese, or the quantum multiverse, many worlds, or... Um, a holographic multiverse um, that I was just about to talk about or a simulated multiverse with a whole bunch of different Mm. computers and stuff like that. I do believe in um, the multiverse hypothesis, but uh, as a human, I can't wrap myself around that. I don't know. You said the two like growing and going those like ideologies. What? The growing one? Yeah. Like the uh, universe is like completely just goes on beyond our, it can be, it can be um, the Swiss cheese is when it can infinitely it's infinitely expanding. So it start it still started from the, the Big Bang, but since then it's been infinitely expand. It, it's eternal expansion, and through this expansion and um, quantum fluctuations, little pockets of that expand of that expansion field um, stopped expanding, and that's what created observable universes like the one we see now. Mm-hmm. That is however many light years across and the cosmic microwave background and stuff like that. Um, but then on to imperfections. Uh, I was talking about entropy and entropy um, in layman's terms is basically the inf- is a measure of disorder in a system, right? And one of the constants that we have seen, one of the, o- the only ir- ir- non-irreversible phenomena in our universe is entropy. When you pour sugar in your tea, you're not reversing that. When you crack an egg, fry it, or scramble it, whatever, that's not a reversing thing. Entropy. As time goes on, you see an increased disorder. And because of this, now we've seen we, we've seen some ways in reality that entropy sort of decreases. There's theoretical methods and stuff like that. Mm. I don't really want to get into that. But in a general sense, if entropy is always increasing, then... Because we are made up of particles just like all the phenomena in the universe. So if th- if this is a, a, a constant force throughout the universe, it must be a constant force throughout ourselves. So, yeah, we'll have the increased disorder too. Okay. Yeah. I think we could wrap it up there. All right, cool. Um, so now, next topic. Um, all right, man. In a true memorial of episode five, we're moving on to CRISPR. Boom. And boom. If you don't know what CRISPR is by now, 
you've been living under a rock, honestly, because CRISPR is one of the greatest de- developments of our entire of this decade. Do you like your pies crispy? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and it's mm, it like won a Nobel of, Prize in twenty twenty. Light, light flake. Yeah, light flake on my pies. So, do you, so do you like the flakes coming off or no? Sometimes, sometimes people make pies and it'll like flake off and stuff like mm. that. I like. Oh. I mean, I don't like I don't like a brittle pie. I yeah. like my pie to punch back. You feel me? Like yeah. the snack that smiles back, goldfish. Right. Uh, the pie that pies back. So pie not, I don't I don't like um, I don't like it that flaky. You know, mm-hmm. just that light flake where it like just melts in your mouth like butter. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look. Well, I definitely need to get some pie in my system on International Pie Day. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so back on to CRISPR. Um, well, CRISPR is something that is um, an actual process within our bodies but the CRISPR technology which is the gene editing tool that's what we're talking about um so we're gonna i'm gonna give a little bit of pre-story before i describe what CRISPR is i'm gonna try to do this quick because most of y'all should have already seen episode five by now but if you're new let me explain so the the one of the longest battles in human history has been the battle between bacteria and viruses right and Facts. Um, wait, did you turn off your mic? No. Okay, sorry. Um, it's been, it's been the battle between bacteria and viruses, right? And viruses normally whip ah on the bacteria. Um, but, um, and one of these viruses are bacteriophages and they basically hunt out bacteria and kill them. But sometimes there are surviving bacteria and these surviving bacteria are now a full proof mitigating system for the virus that attacked them so basically how this is done the surviving bacteria is done is it gets attacked by the virus and it saves a piece of its genetic code right right? and it it feeds um it's within it now and um then if it, it is attacked by that virus again it feeds this line of code of genetic code or the dna string into or strand, sorry, into Cas9. Cas9 is um, a protein um, that now contains this genetic code of the virus. And then Cas9 is able to cut, um, now that it has the code, it is able to cut that same code wherever it sees it. So, because that's unwanted code. So, Cas9 is able to cut it out of any um, DNA strand. So, if your cells contact, uh, contract like, I don't know, coronavirus or something, and Cas9 has this coronavirus strain, then it goes to that cell and cuts it out. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what Cas9 is. And then, um, But um, scientists have found that this entire process is programmable. So they're able to... It, this is what created the CRISPR-Cas9 technique for gene editing. That's the official term. Um, you can now pick and choose the elements within a strand of DNA that you wish to keep. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we talked part. about, we talked about designer babies and stuff like that, but like basically in developing CRISPR, um, I don't know the actual intricate uh, process, but you basically give it this genetic code and you say, okay, hunt out and seek or hunt out and add, add. Um, and adding and subtracting is like the the, be- the biggest functionality. Um, so, if that didn't make any sense to you, CRISPR is how you edit your genes. Uh, is a new method to edit your genes, right? 
So there's a lot of different things we can talk about on this topic. But first, I want to talk about the new development in uh, CRISPR technology. Um, so there was a new CRISPR screening technique that led to a discovery of the pathway that may be linked to cancer initiation. Okay. And cancer is something that is um, a whole bunch of cell division. Cancer, you, as we know, just spreads throughout your body. It tells you, it bullies your cells, stuff like that. Um, so this gave insight into how tumors grow in 80 to 90% of all cancers. So that's already crazy. And then what this thing did, which is, when you hear this, it's going to be crazy. It may have detected the genetic switch that dictates cell division. So what I just taught y'all about CRISPR is cutting the DNA. Mm -hmm. If you cut out this switch, these cells aren't dividing anymore. That's ending cancer right there. Um, well, pretty, like that's like one of the biggest things for uh, cancer. Um, so what it used is a genome-wide CRISPR screen. Okay, and I, I said this earlier, and now I'm going to describe what it is. The, the CRISPR screen is basically like using Google inside your body. So, so I was just about to ask. Yeah. You know, everybody has different DNA codes, strands, whatever mm -hmm. you may have. You, so wouldn't this be hard to mass, like, use on a, like, expansive level? Right. So this, so this like, Google search type of thing, it, like adapts to your own DNA? Right, it does. And also, I mean, because even though we have little, honestly, though, we have little differences here and there, but our difference in DNA strands is very small, maybe less than 1%. I, I, if I have to make a scientific assumption, mm -hmm. we're almost all the same DNA strand by DNA strand. And it's, it all comes up of, of four of four chemicals anyway, of the acetazine, gynosine, whatever, the A, G, C, T, whatever. Um, so we're almost all the same uh, genetically anyway. Um, just the little, little differences, make me a black guy, make another guy a white guy, whatever. Um, but it's like using Google within the human body, and you're able to find singular genes responsible for a specific trait. Okay. So, and we also know that multiple genes contract, uh, contribute to something, but I mean, to be able to find the root of a problem, that's, that's a big deal. Um, so to talk about the functionality of the experiment, they screened epithelial cells. Um, they screened for a well-known tumor suppressor called NF2. Um, so they saw that their research was on track. And then to their surprise, uh, the researchers found that by deleting the TRAF3, which I don't know what it is, but it's a protein that um, activates innate immunity, um, by finding this, the cells stopped receiving a, sig a signal to rest. So they basically found that cancer is deleting this TRAF3, which is telling, because TRAF3 is what tells cells to stop dividing yeah. because cancer is the uncontrolled division of cells. So this TRAF3 is like cancer deletes it and it's like, okay, cells run wild. So we think cancer is what solves this deletion. This is a whole lot of information yeah. to say, let Yo, me, what if CRISPR can... Real quick. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Wait, what were you going to say? I said, what if CRISPR can cure cancer? That's I'll, what we hope. That would be dope. Go Let ahead. throw a shot real quick, yeah. though. I didn't know about the less than 1% difference in our DNA makeup, mm -hmm. uh, like you said. So, if you're a racist scientist out there, <laughs> yeah. you well, got to be the biggest idiot on earth. I don't think there are racist scientists. Like, uh, if, there, if there is, yeah. if you're watching this, Mr. Racist Scientist... Okay. You're an idiot. Yeah, it's dumb. You're stupid. 
because I'm I'll, carrying on. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I'll go ahead. Talk to them. I'll, I'll fact check myself. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm right though. How it make any sense if we are have this little difference in our actual genetic makeup that you still find a way to believe people are inferior to yourself. So your boy was right, by the way. So racist scientist. Yeah, you're, you're dummy. a goon. You're a dummy. You're a dummy. You're a dookie. You're you smell like doo doo butter. <laughs> I got this on Google. Our bodies have three billion genetic building blocks. Okay. Of that ninety nine point nine, me and you are similar. Ninety nine point nine percent. I am genetically similar to the next to the human next to me. Ninety nine point nine percent. And if you are racist. Just know, these hands, <laughs> these hands got the same genetic makeup as yours, so they for everybody. Right. <laughs> they for everybody. Um, close my case. That's my case. Right, and I wish everybody would think logically enough to, because if we said that, then racism wouldn't have been a thing. But you know, us animals it probably would have. Yeah. People still. Pe- no, pe- no, I'm regardless. saying because of that, people still. They, you know, people are people, I guess. Um, so before we get into uh, the craziness of gene editing and stuff, I mean, this is where it starts. It starts by solving problems. I mean, curing cancer, that's one of the biggest things in the world today. Thanks. CRISPR has already been been used on three HIV patients. Gone. Gone. Really? Cut the HIV out. Cut it, cut it, mm. cut it, yeah. cut it, mm. <laughs> cut it. Like the power of science, the power of innovation. And honestly, I am a physicist. But lately, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about neuroscience on episode 16. Um, and we're talking about uh, this CRISPR stuff. I'm getting pulled a little bit to the bi- the biology, the human-centric side, man. I like to think of Sometimes as a physicist, you think of humans as insignificant. But, I mean, this stuff is absolutely crazy, though. Mm. This, stuff is, this stuff is crazy. It is. Caleb? Yeah. I usually save this to the end of the episode. But give me a beat, bro. <laughs> bro. I'm feeling it right now. All right, bro. A little intermission. All right, so impromptu rap battle. Uh, you okay. can't. You, we don't need no manufactured beat. Let's stick to the basics. Beat from my for mouth. Me. Yeah, okay. beat for, beatbox for me. Oh, shit. All right. Um, here we go. I'm boom, feeling it today. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, wait. Actually, I've done that one. <laughs> I keep doing that same beat. <laughs> well, I have beat no free. Hard, I have no free will. Um. It's some chitty chitty bang bang type beat, you feel me? Baby girl, how are you so damn fine? Trying to get you in a damn line. Trying to make you mine. Trying to go to the beach on spring break And then I'm gonna eat a cake Then it's gonna be a cakewalk Cause if I don't like the sand in my toes I'ma get crisper I'ma edit it out of my toes And I'ma hang out with my bros And I'm gonna eat a snow cone mm. And I'm vibing on the beat 
Yeah, on the beat. Yeah, on the beat. It was kind of hard. That was a good. That was a good beat. I think this top ten freestyles, but I don't know if I'm going wild, cause you know we some wild boys, enlightened brothers, and we making noise. Yeah, and I'm coming to your crib, and. I'm loaded on the Zans, and I'm off a freaking bean, and me and my team, we is mean, and we lean, and we green, no Hulk machine, yeah, but we still making mean things, teams, beans, I'm messing up the freestyle, so I think I need to sign out right now. That was Bam. fire, that was fire, and you the, know what, that's the really, the beginning was fire. It was, the whole thing was fire, I mean, I honestly didn't really listen to everything, because I was focused on the beat, <laughs> um, but I mean, look, I mean, hey. Hey, uh, you put that on a t-shirt. You heard me? What? 3.14159. Baby girl, how are you so damn fine? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. National Pie Day. All right, that was good. Cut me a piece. All right. All right. What are we talking about now? Um, We were talking about how in the future I'm going to use CRISPR to give me wings. That was a little for y'all, though, if you're still watching right now. But wings? Yeah. Um, Like chicken wings? Cause you know I love my chicken. I mean, I, I don't like know. that with the crisp. What what would no I? Er. What would I edit about myself? No err. Mm. But I mean, in all seriousness, though, the future, the ability to edit hu- humans. I mean, this is honestly, it's eugenics, and we know that Nazi eugenics is what started the it was World War II and the internment camps and all the bad stuff with Hitler and things like that. Um, Sorry, um, that water is going crazy in my insides, but mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll just. I think I, it's yeah. hold on, but I think it's because it was so recent, like the Holocaust. That tragedy was so recent. Yeah. And of course, it was horrible. But have you ever read about Genghis Khan? Uh uh-uh, uh uh. I just he, know of him. This man has the highest kill count in world history. I agree. Yeah. Over like millions. Mm-hmm. That man is a demon. I think he needs to be the face of evil in history, Genghis Khan, because that was a that was a mean dude. Oh yeah, um, and you know, like like a lot of people in China are still his descendants today. Really? Let's, I we mean, can talk not, about China later, though. I know you have some things you want to say about China. Uh, oh no, not well, today. Edit that out. <laughs> not today. Just say that. Um, yeah, no. R.I.P. No but, cut um, challenge. I mean, I don't think humanity is prepared. For, I don't think human, uh, the general population is prepared for most of the things that are coming up soon. But I don't think we're prepared for, and I don't even know if we understand the implications of what we could be doing. Curing cancer, curing all diseases is something that, I mean, I'm pretty much 100% on board with. I mean, either you upload yourself to the cloud, you don't have to deal with diseases, or you edit your DNA so finely tuned that... You don't have to deal I with just them either. I think a DNA but, test turns no, oh out. I'm a hundred percent that crisp. Wow, <laughs> CRISPR. Um, but this really takes us on to to the to designer babies, and this will it'll frighten a lot of people. If I mean some, because some people are going to be like, well, if I can choose for my baby not to have leukemia or something, I mean, I'm not going to choose for them to have it, so I have to say no, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, then it's like, okay, a, p- a lot of people that are dealing with genetic hardships are like, okay, so am I not worth living right now or something like that? Like, it's just, it's extremely selective. And, yeah, 
this is not going to be cheap. Right. By so any, the, by the, any means, because we're just ta- looking from a medical standpoint. Yeah. It's applications, but this can be used to create superhumans. Right. It will be used to create superhumans, exceeding our physical capabilities, our mental capabilities, opening up a lot more realms of improvement for us. And as as we know, like everything, is going to come with a price. So we're going to see a div- uh, it's going to be bad because of um, the, the division between the wealthy and the poor. Mm. So if this is... See, it is going to be a problem because if this was available right now with our hierarchical structure, it, we'd it be toast be because the people who are super rich would just make their babies uh, with the intelligence of Einstein and the body of the rock. I mean, what else could you want? <laughs> um, and like they would just be superior to people without the I ability think to do this. This technology might be used on celebrity babies now. Are you uh, familiar with uh, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian's daughter, Northwest? Uh-uh. She's painting like Van Gogh. Really? At the age of, like, I think she's not even 10 yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is crazy. CRISPR, question mark? I don't think so, but, I mean, mm-hmm. it was, CRISPR was forced upon uh, th- through crude, uh, through apparently what I've heard, crude techniques. Um, China was able to uh, develop two CRISPR babies. Um, but I mean, you know, within a non-democratic society, they can do the crazy science stuff like that. Who you got in a world battle, Russia or China? China. China. Yeah, yeah. It's easy like that. I mean, you might take them over anybody at this point, but, um, like the issue with that is there's going to be a, uh, an ethical difference between countries. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see people like the Chinas and the North Koreas just build super soldier armies while us over here, we want to be like, Oh, you shouldn't do that to kids and stuff like that over there. They're going to be like, we don't care. And they're going to try to become Supreme rulers and stuff like that. That is tough. If we, if we think of the phrase or, um, which I hate so much, nice guys finished last yeah. on a global perspective. Nice guy being the United States. That's how it's looking in the future. Yeah, but, I mean, the U.S. also paints themselves as nice guys, but we're, we're not that we're ni- not we're nice. We're not really nice at all. But We're nicer than again, China. Yeah. to the degree that, like, because this technology is going to be applied in many different ways, but right. the degree of application, we are the nice guys. I agree. At least on face value. Right. But I think instantly this CRISPR technology – it provides great things like not having cancer. Sorry, I got a text. That's why I paused. But um, no cancer, no all these things. Yippee! I mean, that just that that's crazy. And then a lot of people are like, "Okay, well, what are we going to do with all of these alive people?" Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, because <laughs> some people are like death is necessary. Um, 
But like, oh yeah, overpopulation. Right, it's going to be an issue as well. We will not have overpopulation because Expansion. people. So, you think Atlantis isn't real yet? I think Atlantis. Yo, that is going to be so fun. I'm starting to get excited. I'm starting to get. We can build it eventually with new tech. We'll be able to build cities on the water. We'll be able to build Atlantis with CRISPR. We may be able to develop humans, modify are, our lungs to be able to respirate water. Right. We get gills. We are able to live in Atlantis. And I mean, everybody loves Aquaman and Atlantis, stuff like that. Like, that's going to be amazing. And st space travel, the future of space travel, the people who are against space travel, they're like, okay, humans aren't built for this. The change in the gravitational field and this rapid acceleration, the radiation, we're not built for this. We'll be able to genetically modify humans that will be able to exist on other planets. All right. I, this is a crazy question. Yeah. Probably will open up a large discussion. Sure. Um, Let's remove all technology from the from the equation right now. Okay. We are humans at the the year is 2021 like it is now. Mm -hmm. Humans are at this stage of evolution. In 10,000 years, do you see us being like a uh, being more accustomed to the world? And like, you know how we still like from the idea of evolution, do you mm -hmm. still believe us to be like evolution <laughs> freak what is it? What's the word for evolution? What do you mean? Like when you go through evolving, evolving. I'm so dumb. Oh, do you think <laughs> in 10,000 years we'll continue to evolve? Yes. Um, probably oh. longer, way longer than that. But oh, but you said removing to because uh, you know, I mean, in I think this is taking from natural. What what I'm trying to say? Oh, I this get what is, you're saying. This is modified modified evolution. This is taking from, from our natural, natural order. evolution. Okay. Um, through an evolutionary standpoint. Um, <laughs> 10,000 years isn't really even that much. Yeah, I say it will so, be mo much more than that. Right. So, yes, I think what CRISPR could do, it may jump across years. It's hacking Darwin. It's hacking this evolution. So, what we curing cancer, what our bodies may be able to do in a few hundred thousand years, we do in 10 years. Like, so yeah, I think we're jumping we're, we're jumping the line basically. Um, but I think in 10,000 years, um, I mean, I doubt it, Well, for one, it won't be anything like this. Now earth may be deserted. We may have, cre we may have created planets of our own, or we may just be on a generational spaceship, um, living in virtual realities. Uh, we may have cracked open the multiverse existing between different universes and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, there, there's, there's a, a, a large range of, of possibilities. And this is going to change the purpose of humanity as well, CRISPR, mm -hmm. because up till this point in history, it's main. I think we can all mainly agree that humanity has been based on preservation. Yeah, survival, alive. survival. So this is going to like drastically change that. Um, how survival is perceived because it's yeah. come so easily. Why must we so subject ourselves to death? The purpose of humanity is going to change. Yeah. I, I this, just, is, this is like huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, because a lot of people's pushback on technologies like this is just, oh, it's different. Most people don't like change. But why must we subject ourselves to things like death and stuff like that? As a scientist, I mean, I just don't think it's something we have to do. Now, with just CRISPR... I don't, in, in death in a different sense, maybe entropy just says, okay, your time's up. But like, 
if CRISPR is able to use like this Google search, if we're able to use this, do a, a CRISPR screening and find the, the, the inner workings of what causes death and we're able to cut that out or modify that in any way, I mean, what if like death will be inherently different? Why do we have to subject ourselves to like well, things like what, disease and stuff? This goes into what you believe death is uh-huh. because from a purely scientific standpoint, it's, you're going to go into the dirt become one with the earth, but you have no consciousness anymore. Yeah. You just don't cease to exist. Right. But from a religious aspect, you're going to, it's like the realities you were talking about. There yeah. will be no need for a virtual reality because you can make reality whatever you wish it to be. I agree. Yeah. You, you had shifted yourself from to a different substrate. So yeah. maybe it, it just depends. You said like, why would, do we need to subject ourselves to death? Well, yeah. Perhaps death is a positive. Right. In it, this, it, it and is, depending on how you perceive it. Right. And that's like that, that it could definitely a hundred percent be true. And I mean, this is the division between science and religion and I exist in the middle of the field. Um, so I see both sides and scientists, they most, a large portion of them aren't religious. So they don't even think that way. And, um, people who are religious look at CRISPR and they're like, hell no, I don't want you playing with God choosing what my baby is going to be like, because, um, this paints a scary picture for the religious folk is, um, when, when we're, uh, when CRISPR gives you like this designer baby thing, if you're able to like, and this was in a Gattaca, um, they, people conceiving not through, um, intercourse but through in vitro fertilization stuff like that you have because uh, i was listening to this guy on a podcast um you have like 10 eggs spread out and you're basically able to pick and choose from those now that is just insane that that doesn't even comprehend with me being an old school human um relative to the the humans in the future like being able to do things like that like that's that's just crazy so like i said we're looking for a big uh a huge paradigm shift this is going like you you were talking about the religious aspect like you don't want people like decide at a point your baby's a baby's life is still their own regardless so like (laughs) this episode not gonna be a bust but let me (laughs) bring up something that's more relatable yeah when baby boys are born their parents can choose whether they want them to be circumcised or not (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, but depending on that choice, the baby may crumb to grow to not like what what their parents chose for the penis. Okay. Right. Right. So, on a grander scale, can't the same be said for CRISPR? Nah. Or wouldn't they be able to? Would they just be able to reverse those? <laughs> yeah, they just because CRISPR, you're able to edit live cells as well. So. If your parents are like, oh, I'm going to make you super tall with wings and you can survive on Mars, you're like, eh, I don't really I don't like Earth. So when when you're old enough to understand what's going on, you just, you know. But I don't think you can change so many. You know what? Also, I don't think you can change so many things at once, though. I'm not sure if you can. I don't I don't know enough about CRISPR. There's oh, did we ever get into the laws that are going to have to surround CRISPR? Right. So there has to be because people, if they get their hand like criminals if they get their hands on CRISPR tech they can just alter themselves to be like I don't even know what and like super villains and then we're gonna need superheroes um there's gonna have to be laws but because like we already know you can't ban it because once you ban it you're gonna get somebody going underground 
and they're all, they're going to be the only people that have it, and nobody else is going to have it. Bing, boom, bow. The war is over. Um, I don't know what kind of. I mean, you're going into poli sci. You should, uh, but I don't really know what laws you would set in place. I don't. Um, I don't think this is like where it becomes a bad idea because yeah. if there there has to be limitations set on it because, like uh, like I said, if a criminal gets their hand on those tech on that tech, and you can insert like not even like human um, mm. DNA strands like. So like DNA strands from other like um things. That's what I'm saying. These combinations you can do. It's endless, and you like it's just you can't. Right. Because what if I was it's too expansive? Right. Because I was thinking earlier, what if we were able to um take the gen, uh, DNA from those lobsters or squids that live for our um like for so many years and basically become immortal? And you can just continue to replace it. Right. Ooh, that is tough. That is. Tough. There are no limitations. I mean, maybe you could use CRISPR to expand your mind, and maybe you could think of what I'm not thinking of now. But seriously, uh, yeah. it's way too expansive. Well, I mean, one of the one of the largest brain exercises is asking the right questions. Um, mm, what law? Because it's uh, I'm trying to think critically here. What law? Which You're not going to be able to come out with a decent one in the time I, that you, you we know have what? on a podcast. Why should, yeah, why should I be able to come up with a decent one? I mean, um, I'm not the lawmaker. Uh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Hmm. I'm going to give it like 10 more seconds. I don't think there's anything. Perhaps the law should be banning CRISPR. Can't do that. Who knows? Can't do that, man. Can't, you can't you can't ban it because then people are going to go underground. Um, I guess you could just say banning the weaponization of it, and then once you weaponize it, then people become subject to it. Because like same thing with the atomic bomb. Um, but I mean, also, uh, you know, the crazy thing is, I've our, when we started this during I mean we started this podcast during the corona we're in the pandemic right now and one of the early things I said is the greatest people come from the toughest times and World War Two I like out of World War Two came the microwave and came all of these new technologies and out of coronavirus pandemic will come a huge wave of biotech biotech is going to be huge in the coming years. Um, we're we're just about to see something wild, man. We're honestly about to see something wild. Um, gosh, I don't even know how long we've been going on this topic. Bioterrorism is gonna be scary, boy. Yeah, it, we're 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 definitely subject to some some scary things in the future. But you know, I also look at it with optimism. Um, so I mean, all we can do is sit back and see. Last thing, if you could edit, um, edit and give you some, uh, give yourself something. What would you give yourself? I would edit out the fear of emotion. I mean, the emotion of fear. What the heck? Oh, yeah. Edit out the fear of emotion. Okay. Uh, I mean, emotion of... I said it, too. The because that would... um. That would open up, like, not physical, but a lot of mental opportunities because people are scared of taking those leaps of faith, whatever mm. it may be, because of that fear and uncertainty. So, actually, I wouldn't take it away because I would, like, reduce it. Just mm. so I could go after things, but not enough to where it 
it like makes me completely fearless because you okay. know yeah you need to be rational well yeah because you need that because fear was created so we wouldn't kill ourselves like yeah um yeah no that's interesting um i mean the broad thing would just me to be to expand my mind but oh and wings uh right um let me try to think of some type of fundamental i would say allow my eyes to take in more of the electro to sense more of the electromagnetic spectrum but then mm, maybe the ability to shift what i'm able to see Mm-hmm. So like X-ray vision to looking at visible light to looking at infrared and stuff like that. Um, I mean, this is just superpowers at this point because like I would because my first idea was density shifting, but we our DNA. I don't know if our DNA has a control over how dense we are. I think that's just the atoms that make us up. So mm-hmm. I don't because I would say density shifting. Um, something with. Hmm. Maybe something with uh, that goes along with. Uh, I mean, because if you give yourself wings, you can fly. Maybe something that goes along with super speed. Um, but yeah, I, I would want. I would want to see more of reality. Um, so, if genetics is somehow connected connected to our consciousness, which it should be, because uh, that's what created our brain and stuff like that. So, um, an altered form of consciousness or doing something with my eyes to be able to see more than what we see now. Ooh, yeah, actually. Um, I'd want to see, th- yeah, here, here's, here's one. I'd want to see things at a um, quicker frames per second. I would want to be able to see quantum events happen. That would shake everything up. So if I, if I see the many worlds split, then like, yeah. So I'd want, I'd want to see at a finely tuned, uh, frames per second. Well, basically super speed because that comes with super speed. Right. Yeah. Just functioning on a faster level. Yeah, um, but we can talk about CRISPR many more, and we're going to have guests coming on soon, and I want to yeah. ask them about it. So um, let's move on to uh, our last our, – wait, is this our last topic? Let me see. Um, yeah, basically, um, our last kind of topic of the day. Um, an international team of researchers have established a connection with lucid dreamers, um, which is crazy. I mean, when you dream, you don't think about talking to somebody in what you would deem the outside world. Um, so this is – I mean, look, in the, along the expanse, the expanse of humanity, we've traveled to new worlds, we've climbed mountains, we've gone to the moon, we're going to Mars, and now we're taking a deeper dive into the mind. Wait, now, so what is this on? This topic's on? An international team of researchers have established a connection with lucid dreamers. Lucid dreamers? I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you It's to the point where I love and I hate you And I cannot change you, so I must replace you Yeah, Easier said than done, I thought you were the one Listening to my heart instead of my head You found another one, but I am the better one I won't let you forget me I just had to But um, R.I.P. Juice World R.I.P. Juice Um, But yeah, so Taking a deeper dive into the mind Um, So how the study was conducted, participants in the study were able to um, basically, well, first, the results, sorry, they were able to connect, correctly respond to questions while they were in REM sleep and lucid dreaming. Cause a lucid dream is where you, ba- you re- basically realize you're in a dream. Um, so they were able to re- respond to simple questions and r- math problems, like somebody was able to do 8 minus 6, um, so stuff like that. Um, so 
and the crazy thing is participants were recalling the events after they woke up. So mm. they they were conscious of the connection that was happening and how this was carried out. Um, they established eye movement patterns before the uh, before the sleep. So yeah. they established an eye movement that basically said, okay, I am lucid dreaming. And then an eye movement for the answer to questions and stuff like that. Like the number two, I guess. Can I borrow your Google real quick? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, sorry, Will. Uh, I don't know what we were talking about, but no cut challenge failed. But Emery did have uh, something to say, so uh, take it away. Uh, oh, last year I took a psych class, so this kind of reminded me of the one study. It was called Dement uh, and Kleitman, mm-hmm. uh, and it, base, it was based on the REM sleep patterns. And they used an EEG, which is in, stands for an electroencephalogram, I think which basically monitors your brain waves while you're sleeping. You attach it to, like, your temples. Mm -hmm. And they got a lot of participants in that. And it basically studied how – I think people usually think that where you stay in one constant, like, dream state throughout your entire sleep. Mm -hmm. But, no, you go in between REM sleep and – I forgot the other type. It's, like, like non-REM sleep, I guess. Shallow. Yeah, what – you basically get it. It's, like – you go in, but you vary in between those states. So that's why sometimes people have numerous dreams because it ends one portion, like when they're in their REM sleep pattern, and then um, they go they go into their non-REM sleep pattern, mm-hmm. and then they re-enter that um, REM sleep pattern. So like different uh, different forms of sleeping. And as somebody interested in the neuro in the neuroscience neurobiological field, I'm definitely going to do some research this week on sleep because I mean the whole purpose of sleep. I mean that's a crazy that's that's just a crazy idea anyway. Like why do we sleep? And uh, I mean we know the regular reasons, but because I mean because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean yeah, the science of sleep is crazy. But um, honestly, you I don't, don't want to go too deep into this. I just thought that was some cool information to give that like dude the fact that we're able to talk to people while they're in sleep mm-hmm. that for one is crazy but um i do want to bring people to aware another thing because the whole purpose of this episode is like a change is coming mm-hmm. maybe that's the uh, t- need to be the title of the episode but a change is coming we d- already and, see like people in comas right they are they say that they hear stuff like the doctors is, are saying inside their rooms exactly i don't get why that happens but dream rec- dream recording technology is on its way it's coming closer and closer i mean i i um wrote uh i, I don't think i told many people but i wrote a short story um not too long ago mm. and in that um because it was just science fiction and in that um the character he woke up um he turned on his brain computer interface i called it ner- uh it was something like nerve gear but it wasn't exactly nerve gear um actually no i think i called it nerve gear but he turned on his nerve gear he woke up and uh instantly uh his ai counterpart talked to him her name was friday um he's basically like a jarvis system and the first thing he asked you, uh, he said, or she said was good morning. And she was like, would you like to watch a recording of your dreams from last night? And, um, in the, in the story I said, no, but like, that's the future. Like mm-hmm. we're just going to be able to wake up and we're going to be like, Oh, that was a cool dream. I actually want to watch it on I'm the flat screen. You watch black mirror. There's an episode. Yeah. It's like, uh, basically it's like this chip that they put behind your ear mm-hmm. and, um, it connects to like your optical nerves. And it can do playbacks. It like it's a recording of like okay. everything you see, so you can like zoom in on stuff you previously saw. Like just uh, like that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, look, and all of this stuff is within the laws of physics, and, you know, it's probably coming. But, um, I mean, also, I mean, just wanted to discuss dream experience for, like, two minutes. Like, have you ever had a lucid, lucid dream, sleep paralysis, or, like, what is the craziest dream that you can remember? I've had sleep paralysis numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have it a lot. Yeah. But uh, craziest dream... Well, I, d- I don't understand why I had that. It was pretty weird. Yeah. People call it scary. It wasn't, like, really scary to me. It's like, oh, what the heck is going on right now mm-hmm. type of feeling. But I wasn't, like, in fear. Yeah. But uh, craziest dream that I remember, I used to be heavy on Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> and, like, when I was a kid, I had this one dream where I was, like, in the Nickelodeon universe and we were in a war. Yeah. And I was, like, battling alongside, like, SpongeBob and Jimmy Neutron. We went to war with, like, the Cartoon Network and Disney dudes. And we were, like, stepping through portals. And I was, like, a, I was like I had the heavies. The heavy yeah, yeah, artillery. Heavy artillery. I had the heavy artillery. Oh, they didn't was, get to hear that. We said that in oh, episode yeah. 16.5. They, they didn't get to hear about the heavy artillery. That's 16.5, that's going to be a lost episode. We're probably going to upload that one day. It had a lot of jokes. It was just yeah. It was just but But, um, yeah. Well, yeah, I had the heavy artillery. I was blessed in them. Cartoon Network and Disney dudes. That's crazy. I mean, I uh, I can't remember many dreams. Um, my uh, dream experience. One thing is, I am um, for one. I wish I had dreams like yours. I actually have a lot of nightmares. Um, well, I have more nightmares than dreams. Yeah, unfortunately, dreams and nightmares. But um, I like. I'm not good at staying up late, and. I FaceTime my girlfriend every night, but I've FaceTimed uh, people at night and sometimes I'll fall asleep on them, what they're saying. And like, I'll dream mid conversation, but like somehow be with still within the conversation. So then I'll wake back up fully and ask them and I'll dream about the person That's I'm talking going about. into your right. REM state of sleep. Right. And then I'll, I'll talk to them and I'm like, why are you doing this? And they're like, I never said that. And I'm like, Oh, I, I must've been dreaming about that. Um, but I did have sleep paralysis one time and I thought I was dying. So the only thing I could move, was, I always tell the story, the only thing I could move was my tongue. So I was just like tonguing around and like I tried to gain feeling and then I could start moving my pinky and then like my big toe on my right foot. And then like I thought I was dying for real. So I was like, I need the jaws of life right now. I just lifted myself and just woke up. Um, and like I remember that feeling exactly. I can't really describe it. It's kind of just like it's a pressure in my head. And it happens when I'm very deep uh, sleep sleep deprived. So if I feel it, then I'm like, okay, I'll stay up and try to go to sleep later. It usually happens to me when I wake up in the middle of the night or I've stayed up late and I feel it. And I'm like, okay, if I have this feeling, I'm just not going to sleep right now because I don't want sleep paralysis. So I'll just do something else and I'll try sleep again later. It's like, have you watched Gulliver's Travels? Mm-mm. It's like, um, He's like a basic, uh, he's a normal sized human and he goes to this island. He washes a shore on this island yeah. with a bunch of mini humans or not. They're not even humans, but like they tie ropes to every single point of his body and hold him down. Yeah. It's like kind of like you're shackled down, right. but not like from your ankles and your like wrists, but like every it, single point of your body shackled down. Yeah. It feels like an entire pressure. And yeah, you can move your eyes too. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's, that's a crazy experience. Um, but uh, we did have a debate set up, but uh, we're running short on time. You want to keep this debate? I feel like we can go in deep with this one. You want to just? Keep I'll, this I'll give y'all a teaser. Yeah. 
deep state debate. Yeah, we're basically going to debate. This could be a little like. mini series, deep yeah. state debate, because there's a lot of things that we could go into. Right. Um, so uh, stay tuned. Right. So oh, you want to save that? Oh, we could we start. Can save that. We could do part one of the debate. Is there a deep state? Let's see if we agree. Do you think there's a deep state? I, I told y'all there's a deep continent. All right. Um, and I believe that there's something that we do not see. Deep state. Whatever. So whatever may, you may call it. I you, never called it yeah. deep state. Okay. I, just, yeah. I used to call it Illuminati. It goes yeah. by. It doesn't. It goes by many names. Yeah. I don't believe there is a one name. It's just whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I believe there is some sort of power structure that we may not see. There are people. You believe every country has one president? Yeah. One um, ruler, one emperor, one king, whatever you may have you. These are just our constructs to keep those people in their sectors in place. Yeah, man. There is one above all. I'm not talking about God. It may be an institution, but there are people. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. And just know, I'm not going to go deep into it on the podcast as I do in my mind. Like I said before, I would edit out that fear, but your boy is scared. Because <laughs> they got that reach. I and mean, I don't, I don't got that reach yet, but I will. That's one of the, yeah, that's honestly like one of the perks of me becoming a tech billionaire one day. is like I kind of get an insight into what's going on. Um, they gonna, bro, I'm the, telling you, stay on, stay on your toes. <laughs> I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Um, men or women in the deep state or lizards or I don't know. No idea, man. Do they have? <laughs> nigga, what the? <laughs> I couldn't bleep that out. I, I plan on saying something that I would bleep out. <laughs> yeah, what if it's just? Dang, boy. Bro, I'm telling you, it's, a, it's probably a bunch of boss babies. <laughs> hey, yo, man. Oh, man. I hope I bleeped all of that out. Editing, Caleb. Hope you're staying tuned. But, um, man, this has been a great episode, 17. Yeah, 16.5. We had to shake <laughs> off the dust. Yeah. We're going to be coming in next episode hot with the guest episode. Yeah. And, I mean, look, switching but- as fledgling podcasters – Flipping between, we have a guest episode this time. We got used to doing guest episodes. Now we got to go back to doing we solo. Doing pretty flipping, damn good. Flipping between both, pretty it's tough. It's tough. Good. So we have some things in the future that we're going to be able to switch up the um, the process. Maybe in the future, our solo episodes is going to be a dialogue between us, standing face to face. Honestly, me is uh, me just being me. I avoid eye contact as much as possible. So I'm gonna have to probably step out of my comfort zone and do that. But um, you know, we're gonna do some keep doing these things but exactly. spring break is here so expect a lot of episodes yep. coming is, we're gonna be, yeah. be pumping them out we're recording on a, a sunday so hopefully i mean dude if we could find a way to record every two days that'd yeah. be crazy so if we can record on tuesday and then on Maybe. thursday i mean i don't see any problem with it so um, well, our new, new format is gonna be oh yeah two all right starting from now i'll give you all kind of image of it we're going to have a solo episode, which is basically just us doing our Enlightened Brother thing. Yeah. Then for the next two episodes, we're going to get guest episodes in there because we have a long list. A long, a long list, list. Of We really appreciate all y'all showing love, coming, yeah. wanting to come on here and share everything you want to and with the world. in the lion's So, dude, yeah, baby. and then we're going to have those two guest episodes, and then we're going to revert back to our solo Enlightened Brother stuff. Yeah, man. And that's just going to be our basic routine going forward from now. All right, man. Well, uh, oh, let me get into my YouTuber thing real quick. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. For people on YouTube, 
Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Don't forget to turn on those post notifications Yo, for, for the people maybe listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, what, whatever may have you. I don't know if they have a post notification system on there, yeah. but if they do, slap that bit on there. Uh, leave comments, suggestions. Remember, we have our email down in the description below on yeah. YouTube. And if you're on audio, uh, theenlightenedbrothers at gmail.com. Yeah. That is T-H-E-E-Head-Ass. <laughs> What's wrong with you, bro? Go, go with you. <laughs> you're a radio host. <laughs> and I mean, a segment I want to add to the, to the show is Enlightened Questions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get to the point where our platform is so expansive I'm saying, that that could be a big part of our show, answering enlightened questions. Maybe we should scrap the secret messages for now until we get like further along. Yeah. And like, all right, so if you're listening this far, sorry if you didn't. Um, yeah. Instead of doing a secret message, please leave us a question, yes. anything you would like to down below. So we're going to do that for now on. Every time, so no more secret messages, just ask us a question. Like, what do you yeah. want to know about us? Because like... Viewer questions, like that's like that's just one of the best parts of having and a show. And topic discussions. Yeah. If you don't know us in person and you can't like actually bring your topic onto the show, yeah. what would you like us to research about? Oh, what would yeah. you like us to cover in the future? You know, what? I'm gonna edit this whole section segment and just put it, place it up on the YouTube as a PSA to everybody. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that makes sense, man. That makes sense. That's great. Uh. But yeah, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, show some love, show some support, recommend it to your friends, share it on everything, interwebs, you know, do your thing. Yeah, man. But we really appreciate y'all, as always. Hope you guys have been enlightened. Caleb? I hope you guys have been enlightened today, man. I mean, look. Oh, did you shout out your hat before you say whatever you're going to say? Oh, yeah. Show, uh, go, show your hat, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, our get two previous guests, S. Dane, Sean, episode 15, and uh, right, 15, yeah. yeah. And then um, Lonnie Nash, episode 10. Um, I'm wearing a Philadelphia Eagles hat. Uh, I mean, look, I'm now that I cut my hair. I mean, I'm getting really into hats, really into hats. So hopefully, fitteds. yeah, fitteds, baby. So hopefully, I can bring on uh, a new hat every every few weeks, every few episodes. And know your boy. I mean, my hair is just there, but I'm gonna be coming on soon with the sweet juicy curls. Okay. Okay. Sweet, sweet juicy curls. They're gonna be hydrated. They're gonna be luscious. Yes, it's going to be beautiful. We're elevating over the spring break, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, now we don't focus so much on high school, strenuous homework and stuff. So we're oh, going to yeah, focus we get on ourselves. Fourth quarter about uh, of our senior year is yeah, about, we're about man. to get into that. We're about to get into it's the last stretch. It's been a wild stretch. ride. And one re- only one regret I have about high school. Uh-huh. We didn't start doing this freshman year. Yeah. We'd be ooh, on episode 100 special right now. Right. Either, I mean, either that or we would have been canceled already. But <laughs> oh, uh, um, Probably because of something <laughs> I would say about <laughs> uh Stop, bro. <laughs> um, but, dang, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I can, you know, I don't, ag- I don't regret much, but I can agree. Yeah. Yeah, I really wish that we could have more episodes in, but that's why over the spring break, we're going to try to record every two days. Facts. Like, yeah, we're going to get a lot out to you guys. And yeah, we're going to be going to college. Definitely not in the same place. Right. We haven't talked about that much, but yeah. we're going to get a plan out, see how we're going to be continuing the podcast. Cause exactly. I don't want it to die. No, never. Once we get into just leave from high school. But we're going to go into different things, yeah. see how I we're going to make it work. The plan is when I upload myself to the cloud and I, I take everything over, then the Enlightened Brothers can just be the one media source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any problems with that. <laughs> Let's oh, get into some tyranny. Yeah, man. Um, 
I mean, look, this is the best episode in the in the multi the best episode. This is the best show in the multiverse, man. I agree with that 100. percent All um, 84, 84 of y'all. I think it's a sitting at 84 right now 84 on YouTube. Yeah. All 84 of y'all, we love you. Means more than words can express, because there aren't the words to express it. But uh, we know language is flawed. Let me channel my feelings towards you right now. Yeah, man. Hold on. Let me get up <laughs> close and personal with you guys. Word up. You felt that, right? Yeah. Caleb, go go give him some. Uh, a nice little connection with the viewership, man. Straight to y'all. Y'all felt it. Whatever yeah. it was, I don't know. We're sharing something here, and mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been an amazing ride, man. Um, but Emery, I couldn't have said it any better than that. All right, you ready to sign off? Enlightened brothers, appreciate y'all tuning in. Episode seventeen. Signing off. We out. Peace and love. We must get past the great filter. Gang, 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 gang. <laughs>